Welcome to Short Course, episode 51, for March 1st, 2019. I'm your host, Ben Barry. So last week I was talking about some of the sort of difficulties that I've been having this season shooting and the changes that I was going to make. And honestly, the, the good news is that things, in a couple different ways, some things have happened that have, that have turned that around. And I want to talk about that this week. And I think the logical place to start is with goals. I talked first episode of this year, episode 45, I believe, uh, was about goals and kind of the fact that I didn't really have goals for the season. And I think that's part of what has been at the root of the the problem for me this year is, is there's just not really anything to work towards. So I don't really know what I'm working on because I feel like there are so many things that I need to work on and I don't have anything in particular motivating me. I, I have these events on my calendar, which at this point, the, the two main events are the, the South Carolina section at the end of March and then nationals the last or the first weekend in November. And, but that's, I just hasn't been cutting it this year. And so I've been feeling sort of, it's been hard to, to get up the motivation to put the gear on and put in the work and go to, I've been going to practice, but not really with any goal, just going through the motions. Oh, it's the weekend. Should I shoot a match? Should I go to practice? That kind of thing. And I, I don't think that was, that was really working. And so one of the things, so I'm kind of making two changes. One is taking club matches more seriously, which seems like an odd thing to say, but as I talked about last week, I realized that I just have not really been taking local matches, whether they're USPSA matches or or outlaw matches. I just haven't, I haven't really been taking them as seriously as I should have. And I think, I think that has definitely been a, um, it's not been good for for performance. I don't think it it leads to good stages. the The best way that I can explain why I would do that is just that I structure my season around these big matches, and those are the matches where I really want to perform. And so, in my mind, I have let the the idea that club matches are just kind of a, a testing ground for my practice. I think I've let that that go too far. And I, actually, I think that's going to be the theme of uh, of this whole episode is habits that were good that I've let go too far. And I think that's one of them is I, I sort of stopped being invested in the outcome of matches, which in general is good at a club match. You, you know, you really shouldn't be trying to make compromises to win club matches. If it's going to sabotage your long-term progress, that's all great, but you also can't not care about winning club matches either. You know, you, you obviously you don't want to brag about it and, and make, make it seem like you're some better person because you do well at club matches, but not caring, not being invested in the outcome of club matches, I thought was a good thing. And to a certain degree is a good thing. You don't want to get too wound up about it, but I just, I have not been wound up enough. And so one of the things that that I'm taking away from this, this past week of sort of thinking and talking is I'm, I'm going into every club match with an attitude that, that I'm going to crush it. Now, the, the way that I'm going to do that is to put in the practice and execute the techniques that I've practiced and anything and, and take away lessons from the club match that I can for practice. But on match day, I'm not looking at it as a, as you know, going in, going into the field and gathering data for my scientific study. No, I'm out there to shoot some stages and take it seriously. And I haven't been doing that. And I think that's been negatively impacting my performance. I've just been kind of showing up thinking about the stages, but when it comes time to actually shoot the stages it's, I, I'm just not bringing the right level of intensity and that's not very satisfying. So that's changing. 
And then the other thing is, I, I don't really, I hadn't really figured out a good set of goals for the big matches, the level two matches. The the issue there is there. So I get South Carolina. I'm one of three production GMs that's going to be there. I, th- you know, there's one guy that I'm in the running with, and then there's Jacob Hetherington who shoots for the U.S. Army Marksmanship Unit, and he's very good at it. I, I, I can't set a goal to beat him at South Carolina because it's so unrealistic, it's so out of reach that I just don't see that as as motivating my subconscious. It won't it won't get me to put the gear on. But if I just tweak it a little bit and change it so that I'm the goal is so I've done the math and I know how essentially by what percentage he beat me by at nationals. And so the goal now is just to close that gap. I'm not going to try and beat him, but I'm going to try and get as close to that as possible. Now, you know, maybe maybe something crazy happens. Maybe he has a really bad day and I end up winning. Well, I'm not going to feel good about that. Like that's not that's not the goal. But the goal is if he has a good day and I have a good day to close the gap on that margin of of victory that he had. And so I have to have a good day. I have to make sure that that's going to happen and I have to put in the practice to to close that gap. But there's that feeling of of marginal progress. And for better or worse, I think that is one good thing about the classification system is it's not an all or nothing thing. You can you can see your classification average creep up or creep down. You can see the the scores that you're getting compared to your running average and so you can sort of measure progress in a running way like that. And I think having having smaller goals like that is better. Now, yes, for nationals, I I would like to place higher and I would like to have a higher percentage in the match this year, but I'm not I'm not setting an you know a, a an arbitrary goal like top 16 or trying to be 90% of the match winner. I mean, I think both of those are realistic, but I think just being motivated by trying to close that gap and and just seeing how much progress I can make, I think that's that's what'll get me to put the gear on and put the time in. So both taking club matches more seriously in their own right, because not having a goal and, and not taking them seriously was becoming more of a hindrance than a help. And then also defining some framework for evaluating level two matches because again yes it's a good thing not to go in with unrealistic expectations but at the same time going in with no expectations at all is incredibly unmotivating you 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 can't get excited you can't get motivated to care about something if you tell yourself that you don't care about it or you're you're not gonna let it bother you then so you have to invest a certain amount and i think i think that's something that i had not been doing and so i'm going that that's that's a change that i'm making going forward uh, as it happens, all weather complaining from last week aside, the weather did actually let up for a about an afternoon. We had an afternoon of good weather on the weekend, uh, which was actually nice. I was able to go to the range and get in a, a pretty good 400 rounds in in about an hour, which is historically, I've talked about this before, but historically that's actually something I've struggled with is I, I tend to go and practice and be a little too analytical during practice. I try and think through too many things and try too many things and try and do too many different drills. And so it was actually really interesting and freeing to be on a really tight time schedule um, to the point where I, I literally was picking up brass with a with a headlamp because the sun had gone down. Because I, I only had so much time to get to the range and shoot, it actually forced me to focus in a way that was, I mean, it was relaxing, like genuinely relaxing. I was able to just kind of put aside all the all the self critique and the analysis, and just shoot, and then try and gather the conclusions from that after it was done, instead of analyzing it in the moment. And I think you know this is something that I've struggled with before, with with trying to be too analytical in practice. Here again, being completely unanalytical not a good thing. 
having the right balance is is the key. And I think I'm too far to the to the one side of of overanalyzing everything and not just not just showing up, putting in the work, putting the rounds down range, putting the hours in in dry fire. And so what the the sort of trends, the 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 tendencies that I developed in the last years of competition, in particular in last year, unchecked have each sort of gone further and further away from a healthy middle and more towards a, a, a negative self-reinforcing spiral out on out on the fringes. And so trying to move all those needles, not all the way back to the other side of the spectrum, but just back to the middle of the of the dial. That that's that's the goal. So like another example of this is something that I was thinking about after the the most recent episode of the Shoot Fast podcast. They did episode 60 about mental game which is also kind of what this episode is about. But they were talking about the idea of the, the phrase that they used offhandedly. I'm not trying to, you know, make it sound like they were portraying it this way, but the, the offhanded phrase that stuck in my mind was they were talking about tricking yourself into a better performance. You know, can, can mental game let you trick yourself? And I, I really thought about that because I definitely think that mental game is is where a lot of the, the problems that I've been having this year lie. And it, it all comes it all comes back to this analysis about thinking too much and sort of negatively getting stuck in my own head and and overanalyzing a stage and not just stepping up and delivering and and thinking too much about the the scenarios that could happen and thinking too much about different trade-offs and and visualizing and and getting too stuck in the in the bad cases and not just stepping up with confidence and executing and so I've been sort of thinking about that idea and the sort of you know can you trick yourself into better performance and I think the answer is no but what you can do and what I have been doing is by having sort of a constant background loop of self-critical analysis and commentary and overthinking, then then I'm crowding out the ability for myself to sort of be confident and come into a stage and just shoot it well. And that that sort of background loop of of self of self-analysis and lack of confidence, if anything, has gotten worse as I've as I come to understand the sport better and as I come to see stages in more detail and understand things. They're, they're, they're more sort of things rattling around in my head and they're useful, but taken too far, they just become completely counterproductive and unhealthy. And so trying to come back to a, to a healthy middle on that and walk up to a stage, analyze it and, and think through the, the negative scenarios, but then develop a confident stage plan and feel like, yeah, I can really execute this. Not, "Hmm, I don't know, this feels a little risky, but we'll see how it goes. Well, that attitude, it just doesn't work though. We'll see how it goes. It, there's just, there's a certain fire that's lacking in that. And, and it comes out, it, it it just, it doesn't lead to good performances. And so trying, again, trying to move that back towards the middle and and rebalance the the mix there of confidence and self-analysis. I mean, this is actually something that I, that I really admire about Cody from the, the shoot fast podcast. And I actually talked to him about that during the week is he's the kind of guy where he's, he's very self-aware, but he's also very confident. Like he, he, you can hear it when he talks, like he knows what he can do because he's done it. He practices enough that, that he's, he's got that. And so, um, I'm trying to, to, to get more into that mindset of being confident in what I can do, but also not letting that go too far. It's all about it's all about being right in the middle of the zone. I think I'm too far to the to the self-critical, self-analytical side and sort of moving the needle back to the middle without overshooting into overconfidence and hubris is is definitely the 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 effort that I'm trying to put in right now. That that that's what I'm tracking towards.
And the other thing that that was actually recommended to me that that I've been doing more of is just trying to build up more of more of a sort of positive self image and actually going back and looking at old videos and remembering matches that went well because there is a tendency particularly in in a match I've found this to be true that good stages a good stage every good it's like that that phrase about like good families are all alike but bad families all have their their own individual ways of being bad good stages are pretty much all alike they're really not that memorable they they just kind of blend together everything goes pretty much as expected but it's the bad stages where something sticks out in your mind about oh well there was a stage where this happened and the stage where this happened and i'm actually realizing that 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 happens on a larger scale too which is that when a match goes pretty well it's easy for me to just forget about it yeah i'll get the video i'll edit the video i'll upload it and then i just kind of move on if it if it worked well if it's showing that my training's working then i just keep training and i just i forget the good matches and and I only really remember the bad matches. And I think that is that is part of that that's one of the things that's contributing to this sort of negative cycle of self-confidence. I, I don't know if that's quite the right term, but but just really being down on myself is remembering, oh yeah, there was this match where that happened and this match where that happened. And if I actually go back and look at my look at my video history of all the matches that I've shot, I've shot some pretty good matches, especially recently. I mean, I'm still fairly proud of of my performance at nationals last year, I, I definitely think there's room to improve. Uh, but the the number of it was a 22 stage match, and the number of stages where something really went distinctly wrong, I think is maybe five or six. You know, it's it's not that much. It was the the most part for the most part the stages were just decent executions. And so getting back to that 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 mindset is is important. But also just looking at some of the other club matches around that time when I was really trained up and really shooting well, and just just trying to remember that yeah self analysis and being honest and focusing on your flaws is important but taken too far it's turning into a vice it's turning into a, a negative thing that's causing me to burn myself out and so i i need to keep that but i need to keep it under control it, it it's not it's not good when i just kind of let it grow in the background and, and don't notice it but now i'm i'm sort of more aware of that which is good and what i think these two things sort of play together to build up to the, the idea of sort of not trying to trick yourself, but having more confidence on the day of the match and reminding yourself of, of good performances. I don't think of this as necessarily making me a better shooter in the sense of my physical theoretical maximum, because I think, I think that that part of my shooting is actually okay. I mean, I've got one of the nice things is in the last week, two weeks, I've got some things I've identified some really specific, very small, very micro technique changes that I'm taking into dry fire and and seeing results on just going into dry fire and saying, Oh, I want to work on weekend. Well, that's, that's too broad. You have to, you, you might be able to do a couple sessions where you're trying to shoot weekend and trying to figure out what to work on, but pretty quickly, at least for me, I need to zero in on specific technique changes to work on. And then on each rep I'm evaluating, okay, did I do that? Did I not do that? Did it feel good? Did it not, you know, what was the effect on the sites and really having a, a, a very sort of micro change to make. And I've got some of those that I'm, that I'm working on. And that's sort of brought some of the motivation back to dry fire and feel like I'm working on things and not just going through the motions. Uh, but that said, I think, I think my, if, if you evaluate every shooter as uh, on sort of two dimensions, one being theoretical maximum ability and then ability to deliver close to that maximum ability during a match, during a stage, both are important and raising both are important. But I think the people who are really dominant in the sport 
the the people who can just year after year take home national championships or you know win multiple area matches that kind of thing yes the theoretical maximum is there but when you can when you can just consistently perform at multiple matches over multiple days it's that second component of of getting closer to your theoretical 100% on as many stages as possible over the course of of an entire match or over the course of of multiple matches throughout the season and so I think that's that's really the difference is if I can use this, I don't know if it's self-confidence or, or how to really phrase it, but but have this idea, you know, sort of remind myself of my capability and come in with with this confidence in past achievements, in current level of practice, all of these things, and just use that to just get closer to my theoretical maximum skill. I think that's actually where I'm going to see the most gains in my scores because I, on a good day, I can shoot pretty well now. This is definitely not complacence. I'm definitely not saying, oh, I'm, I'm good enough. I just need to, you know, shoot it on match day. That's part of it. That's half of it. I'm still working on raising the theoretical maximum. But I think the the main gains, the, the main place that my shooting has recently been deficient at club matches in particular is trying to to get as close to that as possible. And and a lot of that is the, the background loop in my head of sort of critical self-analysis and not taking the matches seriously enough, not being invested in the outcome, just looking at it as a chance to go and shoot and gather data. So all of those things have, have mixed around to, to create what I feel like is a lower, I, I'm further at matches, I'm further away from my, my sort of theoretical maximum than I have been. And so working on that is, is what I'm taking into matches. And the good news is, so there was a, another indoor outlaw match this week that, that I got to shoot and it was funny. I walked off the first stage and I actually, I ended up tagging a no shoot by about an inch, not even, it, it was on the perf. It was, uh, you know, it, it, it split the, the, the no shoot perf in the outside, but I called it as soon as it happened. It was, it was coming into this target. And on the one hand, I, I was tempted to really just, just go immediately into that negative self-criticism mode and say, you know, you're so stupid. You shouldn't have been so aggressive on that target, blah, 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 whatever. But I just looked at it and I, I looked at the rest of the stage and I said, you know, the stage actually went really well aside from that one shot being an inch away from where I wanted it to be everything else actually went pretty much as planned and and to recognize that and to to value it and a lot of that was because I was I took it more seriously I was visualizing in more detail and and when I stepped up to the line I wasn't just like I talked about last week uh you know sticking a mag rock around in holster quick yeah I'm ready let's go but but taking just five ten more seconds just really getting, I don't know if it's getting in the zone or just getting your war face on it. You know, I, I don't have a good, good way to phrase it, but just really taking it seriously. That That's the best way I can phrase it and saying, okay, now's the time. Now's your one shot. Execute this, run through the mental checklist of all the, all the things you want to do in the stage, all the, you know, breaking markers and all the spots you want to move to all the aiming points on all the targets. And then, and then just lay it down. And Every, every stage, so it was a four stage indoor match, every stage I went in with that attitude and the results came out. I, I shot better than I have in a long time and I was more satisfied with my shooting than I have been in a long time. And so that between, you know, good practice session, again, taking me a little bit outside of my comfort zone, which I think in the, the mental space that I'm in is good. Like the mental, my comfort zone right now is not very conducive to good results. And so being broken out of that, I think is a good thing. So having the, the, the practice session outside of my comfort zone and then going into this match and just having some stages where, yeah, they're, 
there are places to improve. You know, I don't think I shot any of them perfectly, but for the first time in a while, I'm actually pretty content with, with how I shot them. I thought I did a, a pretty good job and there, there are small improvements to take away, but, um, a lot of it is just, is just the mindset and the, the attitude and just taking things more seriously is, is helpful and it's working. And we've got a match coming up this weekend, the, the Sir Walter, match it's uh so it's march and it's going to be maybe 60 degrees hopefully no rain forecast shows no rain crossing my fingers for that and but cloudy and it's going to be packed i mean we're going to have 120 shooters so it's going to be it's going to be a good old time i think i was looking at this at the registration and there's i think seven gms and i don't even know how many masters you know spread out across the divisions but still it's um it's going to be a, it's going to be a good time and i'm going to take it seriously which i mean even just saying oh yeah i go to i go to a club match with seven gms and i'm one of them and i don't take it very seriously like what like what that doesn't make any sense so uh yeah those those days are over and and so you know it's um things are good things things are good i'm i'm really looking forward to shooting that match and training up for south carolina and then and then being sort of taking all this into the, into the year ahead and being able to, to harvest all these gains. Like, I'm glad this is happening now. I'm glad it's happening early in the season because I've got a chance. It, it's, you know, it's like what I've said about getting DQ at Ipsic Nationals last year. I'm glad that I had enough time to turn things around when Ipsic Nationals in July and Nationals not being till the end of October, you know, there was, there was time to, to make that, to make that turnaround. And so that's, uh, I've got that under my belt. I've seen that I can do that. And so now I'm, I'm kind of taking that into this year. So things are good. Things are good. I'm looking forward to it. Well, that wraps up this episode of Short Course. I've talked before on the podcast about the shirts that we sell through my website, but we just lowered the prices on all the shirts to 20 bucks, and we have a Short Course podcast shirt that's 15 bucks. We also have CZ and Tenfolio specific shirts. There's the Splits Get Chicks shirt, which people seem to like, and then the, the Run DVC shirt, which is actually where this all started, that, that idea. Anyone out there listening that shot the NC section last year, you should have gotten a coupon code in the, in the goodie bag that was sent out that's still good through the end of March. So if you have one of those, you can still use that. If the podcast has helped you in the past year, then take a look. If you see a shirt you like, pick one up. The URL is berryshooting.com slash shop. Or you can just go to www.uspsa.ninja, which takes you to the same place, but it sounds cooler. Talk to you next time.